this past uh, week, the staff and I had the privilege of being in Los Angeles where we visited the Dream Center, was part of their Thursday night service, have the privilege to bring a message to that incredible group on a Thursday night gathered in the historic Angeles Temple. And it's always inspiring and it fires me up to visit the many ministries that are happening throughout that ministry. It is a hospital, a multi-floor building that they've turned into compassion ministry, housing, families, individuals that are going through a, a process of restoration. And as I was walking through with the pastors and we were listening to stories, God inspired this message to my heart. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6, and I want to lead you through the message that God inspired in my heart, walking through that incredible ministry on Thursday afternoon. Galatians chapter 6, and we'll begin reading at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Pray with me. Lord, I pray that the inspiration that you put in my heart, I could now communicate in a word of hope to everyone here. I thank you, God, for your word and how it promises a tomorrow of great opportunity because it's through your power that we can rewrite our tomorrows. Help us to understand that and apply that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Alfred Nobel had the most unique experience as he woke up on April 13, 1988 and saw that his name was listed in the obituary column. Obviously, a mistake had been made, but he was greatly disturbed by the commentary that he read. He had that unique experience of realizing how he would be remembered. For you see, he was the inventor of dynamite, and he was remembered in that obituary column as being the merchant of death, creating harm and destroying more lives than perhaps anyone. So disturbed by his legacy, he then spent the rest of his life trying to make a positive contribution to the world. One thing he did was create the Nobel Peace Prize, which would recognize and honor people for their significant contributions to the well-being of our country or the world. In Alfred's story, he says, I made a decision to rewrite my tomorrows. Walking through the Dream Center this past Thursday, that's what I saw. People who had decided to partner with God in rewriting their tomorrows. We visited one floor of the Dream Center that housed homeless families. We listened to their stories. We then went into an area that 
is the house for men's discipleship and then onto a, an area that houses women and women's discipleship and then youth. Each time listening to different ones share their story. And the thread that ran through each story is that these individuals had made a decision to partner with God in rewriting their tomorrows. Their life was miserable, twisted, filled with sin and addiction. They came to that place where they didn't like their tomorrows and they understood something very important. And that is, all of us have a role we can play in tomorrow being different. If right now you already know that tomorrow is not going to be a good day because of the pattern of your life, you do not have to accept it. This is a message of hope of how you can partner with God and through the promise, power, and process of the Spirit's work in your life, you can rewrite your tomorrows. Now, I've read to you a passage of Scripture. Let me reference a couple of other verses that are partnership verses. Draw near to God. That's our part. And He will draw near to us. Seek first the kingdom of God. That's our part. And He will then add everything that we need. There is a partnership that makes tomorrow better than today. I think the most important and clear passage on how we partner with God in rewriting our tomorrows is Paul's writing in Galatians 6 as he talks about the force of seed sown. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. I would like for us to envision before us a huge open field called our future. And let's say we want a huge harvest of corn. That is what we desire. Will, because we desire corn to come up in the field, will the soil turn over? Will the field erupt with a harvest of corn because we want corn? Absolutely not. Let me move it and make sure we understand, especially in the context of the church, if I stand looking over my future likened to a field and I'm wanting corn, if I say, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask for a harvest of corn, will I see a yield of corn? No. Letting us know that prayer without seed sown with that prayer is simply wishful thinking. Partnership. That may have jarred somebody to say, I think he should recycle that. It would seem a little 
harmful to speak a prayer that way. No, understand, for me to just look at my future and pray for things to change, but then not offer myself in partnership with God, making right choices to align with the prayer, then it's just wishful thinking. You can pray all day for tomorrow to be different than today, but if you don't join that prayer with certain choices, then no harvest is coming up at least the favorable harvest. See, prayer must be followed by seed sown. When I, when I want my future to be a harvest of corn, I pray to the Lord of the harvest, and then I sow the seed of corn. And God adds a multiplied favor on the little seed, and it's amazing that I get so much more than I planted. How do you rewrite your tomorrows? How is tomorrow going to be better than today? You pray and partner with God in the right choices. Choices are literally pregnant with destiny. They create pathway. They create direction. They create the path principle of life. And I challenge us today to know that there's the potential to rewrite our tomorrows. This doesn't have to apply only to someone backslidden. This can, if you don't like what's happening within your money or within your marriage, then you can pray and apply the right choices. And I tell you, your future will be different than your present. Galatians 6 is a law. It's the law of sowing and reaping. And, and these are, it's a fixed law. I was very interested to find while I was in Tennessee that one of the laws on the books in Tennessee is that it's legal to eat roadkill. Gave whole new meaning when I'd say, Kelly, I think I'm going to get in the car, go out and get something to eat. It's just a whole different kind of a deal. Laws, interesting laws, laws that are universal, law of gravity. I don't care uh, what you try to do to change it, you can't change it. The law of gravity is a fixed law. The law of sowing and reaping is a fixed law. So let me just go back over it. If my future is like a huge empty field and I want to rewrite tomorrow and I want corn, it is not enough to just desire it. It's not enough to pray for it. I must work in partnership with God in line with the prayer and sow the right seed. Now that brings us to the next part of this passage. If I'm wanting corn, but I sow a tomato seed, am I going to get corn? I know this is so basic, but so many people want a different life, but they don't sow seed for the kind of life they want. They want to live in freedom, but they sow the seed of addiction. They want to live in a future of great opportunity, but they sow the seed of restriction on their future, giving the enemy opportunity to sabotage their future. Doesn't matter if I want corn, I have to sow that seed. It says here, God's, he's just not mocked. Whatever harvest you plant, that's what's coming up. That is what's coming up. Seed is so powerful. If you sow tomato seed, you're getting tomatoes. If you sow corn seed, you will get corn. That goes all the way back to, to Genesis. These archaeologists 
recently found in this pyramid seed. The seed was 2,000 years old. They planted it and the seed produced. There is such potential. I wonder the seed of godly potential in every one of us that only needs the right soil in which to be planted. The soil would be the will of God. The Jeremiah 29, 11 future. I know the future I have for you. You plant the right seed and you see an incredible harvest. Back to the dream center. Person after person after person. Their entire life is changing. They are rewriting their tomorrows because they have partnered with God. They are praying and sowing the seed of right choices and their entire life is transforming revolutionizing, amazing change. Come with me to the story of the prodigal. In his rebellion, he left home. He partied away all of his money, ended up a miserable case of confusion, needed a job, finally found a job and was working with the pigs. He became so desperate that what he was feeding the pigs started looking good to him. And it says in Luke 15 that he came to his senses. See his part? And then he made a choice to go home. And he would go to the Father and he would submit and surrender to the Father. You can see in the passage how he rehearsed what he would say to the Father. He was going to go home and just hope to be allowed back on the property. He wasn't expecting lavish favor. He just wanted to know would he be allowed back on the premises. And when he returns, it says that the father bolted out of the house, ran to him, looked to his hired servants and said, go get the finest robe. Bring me a ring and a pair of sandals. The finest robe, the ring that signified sonship, the sandals that said you will be free to go and to to walk in the steps of a son of mine. He said, now, that calf that we've been fattening up, go kill it and prepare it. We are going to celebrate the homecoming of this prodigal. My son who was dead is now alive. That prodigal didn't expect any of that. He just simply sowed a right choice and the multiplied favor of God on that right choice was absolutely amazing. So that would say you have no idea what God can do in your future if you will partner with Him. Just a little seed called the right choice bathed in prayer and planted in the right context called the will of God will then invoke the favor of God and you will walk into a future beyond your imagination. That is the word of God. And that's what I'm watching happen in people's lives. I was at the airport yesterday afternoon preparing to leave LA and was charging up my computer doing some study for this message, and a guy walks by, sharp guy. He came over and he said, can I talk to you for a moment? I said, sure. He said, I'm from Chicago, headed back to Chicago. I flew in on Thursday. I had heard about the Dream Center, and I attended the service, and you were preaching. And I came to the altar Thursday night. I'm headed back home. 
I have been doing a job interview. I've received a job here in L.A. My wife and I are going to move to L.A., and I'm going to attend the Dream Center. I called her Thursday night after the service and told her about the word that you gave and how much it was for me. I continued to talk to him, and here's what the guy from Chicago is doing. He's rewriting his tomorrows. There's no magic wand that I can wave over today and make tomorrow different. But I can offer up an authentic prayer, and you can offer up an authentic prayer. And then bring with it the seed of right choices sown. And I'm telling you, tomorrow and a week from today and a month from today and a year from today and five years from today, it will be above and beyond anything we could even ask or think according to the power that works in us. Imagine that your future is like this empty page and you get, this is tomorrow and you get to rewrite tomorrow. What about today is incorrect? It's a disconnect from the destiny God has for you. What's broken? What choices could you make that would script tomorrow to be an entirely new day? That's the potential of this moment. That's the potential of coming into the metamorphosis, the morphing process of spiritual growth. Well, let's conclude where we started. It's like Alfred Nobel was able to attend his own funeral. It's interesting. He was able to see and hear the way he would be remembered. If you died today, and in two days we had your funeral, and if you're married, your, your spouse was on the rotation to speak, and your children were on the rotation to speak, and co-workers were going to speak, and they walked behind the pulpit at your funeral, what would they say? Listen to that commentary. Do you like what you hear? And if you say, no, no, I've not lived the way I should, then rewrite your tomorrows. Have a sobering moment in the presence of God and say, I am not going to let tomorrow be like today. It changes. I've thought so hard, Lord, how does life work? How does it work? You can go to Deuteronomy and you find in chapter 29, verse 29, that there are just some things that God knows. There are secrets that he doesn't reveal to anybody. And it's like there's that side of the table where God's in control of the weather. And, uh, you know, because if I had it my way, every Sunday would be just like today. The weather we're having today, every Sunday. Now, when it becomes winter, I would still prefer this kind of day than when it becomes Monday evening. Let them predict 65 inches of snow. That's fine with me. But I don't control that. I can't control that. But he pushes the, the plate over in front of me. And in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it talks about those things that are revealed and that we're held accountable for the things we do know. 
And it is amazing and exciting and hopeful to me that partnering with God, we can rewrite tomorrow. Tomorrow can be better than today. God's ready. Are you ready? The prodigal reached a place in a spiral of sin. He hit the bottom and he came to himself and said, no more living like this. I'm rewriting my tomorrows. And what's so amazing is that God gets involved in the story and takes it beyond anything we could ever imagine, just like one little seed can yield so much more than you could ever imagine. The potential that's contained within the seed of a right choice made by you today will rewrite tomorrow. I pray that you'll take advantage and make the most of this opportunity. Be like the man on his way to Chicago. Be like the families we met on Thursday afternoon, like some of the men, some of the women, the teenagers. And join the ranks of those who finally said, I'm not living like this anymore. And I realize there's something I can do about it. I'm not helpless and I'm not just part of fate. That This is my life and there's nothing I can do. There is something you can do. You're not a pawn on the sea of fate just being tossed wherever. No, watch this. The wind begins to blow and you have the power to set your sails. And according to how you set the sail will determine the direction of your life. The wind of the Spirit is blowing. If you will set the sails of godly choices, seed planted within the soil of the will of God, multiplied favor will hit your life and your tomorrows will be amazing.